Hello and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. I thank God that we're able to be together to start our day in prayer. Today is Tuesday, and this is now the season after Pentecost. Today we continue our reading in 2 Corinthians. Please feel free to share any questions or insights uh, that you might have as we read through uh, this uh, great letter from Paul. Drop me an email at uh, pastorjim2006 at icloud.com. And now we begin our time of prayer together in silence. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. You have been born anew through the abiding word of God. A reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Let me tell you, my dear family, about the grace which God has given to the Macedonian churches. They have been sorely tested by suffering. But the abundance of grace which was given to them and the depths of poverty they have endured have overflowed in a wealth of sincere generosity on their part. I bear them witness that of their own accord, up to their ability and even beyond their ability, they begged us eagerly to let them have the privilege of sharing in the work of service for God's people. They didn't just do what we had hoped— They gave themselves, first to the Lord and then to us as God willed it. This put us in a position where we could encourage Titus that he should complete this work of grace that he had begun among you. You have plenty of everything, after all, plenty of faith and speech and knowledge and all kinds of eagerness and plenty of love coming from us to you, so why not have plenty of this grace too? I'm not saying this as though I were issuing an order, It's a matter of putting their enthusiasm and your own love side by side and making sure you genuinely pass the test. For you know the grace of our Lord, King Jesus. He was rich, but because of you, he became poor, so that by his poverty you might become rich. Let me give you my serious advice on this. You began to take keen on this idea and to start putting it into practice a whole year ago. It will now be greatly to your advantage to complete your performance of it. If you do so, your finishing the job as far as you are able will be the same 
on the same scale as your eagerness in wanting to do it. If the eagerness is there, you see, the deed is acceptable according to what you have, not according to what you don't have. The point is not, after all, that others should get off lightly and you be made to suffer, but rather that there should be equality. At the present time, your abundance can contribute to their lack, so that their abundance can contribute to your lack. That's what makes for equality, just as the Bible says, the one who had much had nothing to spare, and the one who had little didn't go short. But God be thanked, since he put the same eagerness for you into Titus's heart. He welcomed the appeal we made, and of his own accord, he was all the more eager to come to you. We have sent along with him the brother who is famous through all the churches because of his work for the gospel. Not only so, but he formerly chosen by the churches to be our traveling companion as we engage in this work of grace, both for the Lord's own glory and to show our own good faith. We are trying to avoid the possibility that anyone would make an unpleasant accusation about this splendid gift which we are administering. We are thinking ahead, you see, about what will look best, not only to the Lord, but to everybody else as well. Anyway, along with the two of them, we are sending our brother, who has proved to us how eager and enthusiastic he is in many situations and on many occasions. He now seems all the more eager because he is convinced about you. If there's any question about Titus, he is my partner and a fellow worker for you. As for our brothers, they are messengers of the churches, the Messiah's glory. So please, Give them a fine demonstration of your love and of our boasting about you. Show all the churches that you mean business. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Historians and Bible scholars tell us that one of the sources of conflict between Paul and some of the affluent members of the Corinthian church was Paul's refusal of their patronage. As an apostle of Jesus, the king... Paul saw his ministry as one where he lavished the gifts of Christ on them and welcomed them into the service and allegiance of this new Lord on behalf of Christ who sent him. It was, Paul concluded, not right that they should presume to be his benefactor when Christ was their benefactor and Paul was Christ's messenger and ambassador. That doesn't mean, however, that the affluent Corinthians are not to be generous or to be excluded from a financial partnership in the gospel. Instead, it is a matter of the appropriate stewardship of their abundant resources and the right attitude and relationship toward the rest of the people who make up Christ's church. Paul begins by telling the story of the eager and passionate generosity of the Macedonian Christians, communities who are poorer and harder pressed than the Corinthians, but who have given generously to the gift Paul is gathering to bring to those in need in Jerusalem. This is an important reframing of what it means to be a steward of God's gifts and echoes Jesus' own teaching about generosity, measured by what's given in proportion to what a person has. The more wealthy Corinthians might be able to match the Macedonian gift and do so without much thought or effort or even sacrifice. If we were to look at the total given, they may appear to be equal. What we couldn't see was how the Macedonians gave out of their poverty of money, but their wealth of grace, love, and passion for the gospel, while at the same time the Corinthians could have given out of their abundance of money, but with even less from a sense of love or passion for the gospel. So Paul encourages the Corinthians to give a similar grace, love, and sacrifice, and he is sending a team to assist them, led by Titus, to complete this fundraising effort. 
Paul will remain behind so as not to appear as if he were collecting the money as a support for his own purpose, that is, as some kind of patronage. Even in the ancient world, appearances mattered. Even in the ancient world, the generosity and stewardship of financial resources testified to the faith and allegiance of the people who made up the church. And the source of the generosity was always the God who gives grace upon grace from start to finish in Jesus Christ, both as a model and an inspiration for our own giving, and also the source of our life. In your quiet time this morning, or sometime today, consider your own generosity, the grace and love and peace that flow through you. How eagerly and gladly do you give of your financial resources? And also, let's not forget about the other currencies of our age, such as our time and our attention. A lot of times these go together. We, we focus our time and attention where we place our money, and so, so all of those together are important to consider. But Paul gives the Corinthians an interesting way to look at his own appeal to them. He says it's a matter of equality. Someone needs something that you have, and you, at the same time, in turn, need something that they have. Someone is in need, and you need to give. And when both are connected as equals who share a common fellowship in Christ, who recognize that everything they have comes to them as a gift of God, and that God also provides all of their needs according to the riches of his love, then everything has changed. This is good news to those who worry about becoming a burden someday on others, and it's also good news to those who are learning that all we have does come as a gift from a gracious and loving and generous God. Our need, when our need arises, is an invitation for others to show their love, their faith, their grace, to prove it not only to us or to the world, but to show themselves as true followers of the one who gave everything for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, and you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare the way to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness in the shadow of death, and to give our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ, and for all the gifts that flow from your loving and generous heart. 
gifts of healing and forgiveness, life and peace. For the gift of relationships with others, for the way that we give and that we receive, for the communion of faith we enjoy within your church. And for what else are we thankful for? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for those who are sick, for those who are afflicted, for those who are mourning, for those who tend to care for the sick, who comfort and soothe the dying, for those who are comforting the bereaved, and those who are working to free the oppressed for those who are governing the nations of the world and for people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, for all who work for peace and international harmony and for all who strive to save this earth from carelessness and destruction, and for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land. For who else or for what else do we pray today? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin, nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.